ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Carve Up, where, of course, we talk about all things surfing for the most part. Boys, uh, John Shimoka alongside me is the Silk Man himself and, of course, our uh, correspondent from way up there in the northern hemisphere somewhere, uh, Will Weber. Jeez, that far north, mate? It's still in Australia. <laughs> ah, okay. Hey, uh, good afternoon and good evening to all our listeners. I want to hop in first, Shmoo, because, look, this is a event it's very dear to your heart. I saw you post on Instagram over the weekend. You put your little bell there underneath the uh, the TV, mate. Uh, you know, you shed a tear over the weekend. I did. You know, I, I do miss being down there at Bells this time of year. It's such a fantastic part of the world. But, hey, um, before I dive into you picking on me first up with me watching the the Rip Crow uh, Pro at Bell's Beach. Look, we've got a board to give away, a Will Weber special. 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 One lucky winner. We had we a had ton of entries in here, Will. Obviously, people do like you. 483, to be exact. Are you, are you kidding me? Mate, seriously. Yeah, that's 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 and, cause uh, enough to crack another beer up there, isn't it? That's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, thanks for all the people who uh, signed up and put their names down. But there can only be one winner, and we'll call that later on tonight, Shmoo. That's it. One nice l- to hear so many listeners um, getting involved in something, you know, on our Facebook page and things. Listen, they don't care about us. They just want the free board. Exactly right. right. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you want to give something away, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I entered twice. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, big show tonight. Well, not so big of a show. We're going to talk about all things Bells Beach because, gentlemen, um, there's been some big upsets. There's, uh, you know, there's rumbles in the jungles down there. Um, you know, uh, we're going to talk a bit a bit, a bit more about the young guns uh, in the event that are just wreaking havoc on this title race. Uh, but Matty Wilkins just can't be shaken. Matty's ripping. It's pretty, uh, pretty simple. He, he's absolutely ripping. Look, uh, we're going to try and get him on on the next show, actually, and uh, I'm dying to hear what's happening between his ears because he's a, he's a completely different person. I, I watched him interview the other day uh, on the morning show on the Dawn Patrol, and uh, you know he's uh, really focused. I think it's probably the the word. And uh, look, mate, who knows? This could be his year. What do you think, Will? Well, yeah, I saw a little interview with Kelly today, and he said, "Man, if you get really high up there, say semis or a first, that's that's a massive." gap you know and he had a big jump on the boys um whether it's the guy the new young guys mixing it up or the old guys finally becoming old which we saw i've alluded to that before you know with rabbit and tom back in the day eventually it's got to happen but um mate the new young guys on are looking really good hey uh look i can remember only a couple of shows ago that we talked about who we thought would fall off and two names that came up were were kelly and, and parker now i don't know if they'll fall off but uh, I don't think they're going to be in world title contention. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, I don't know if you boys uh, happen to be, you know, stro- scrolling through the web pages uh, and the internet, um, but I saw Kelly Slater's interview with ESPN.com stating that he just wasn't as consistent as he should be. So to me, that's a first. That's the first indication that he's ever given that maybe he might be hanging up the singlet. Look, I think we're going to talk a bit more about this in detail, but uh, on our Facebook page, the question's been asked, is it his equipment, you know, and uh, Will, you're probably the better one to talk about that later in the show, but uh, I think it's a really interesting point, boys. 
Wait, you reckon Will? Is it his equipment or what? You're the shaper here. Talk to well, us. Well, as Cooper said, I think we'll talk about it later, but I think equipment's been a whole big problem down at Bells this year. Mate, the, a lot of guys look like they've taken their beach break boards there. I, I would have gone straight down there and gone to, I would have called up Simon Anderson, Morris Cole, and someone else came to mind, Rod Dahlberg. Like, for God's sakes, what about a 656 channel from Rod Dahlberg? But on top of that, man, I would have been getting six ounce glassing. And this might, I don't think we have any fin sponsors on this show, but man, some set fins like old boards and just something you can set a rail, get through all that chop. But, you know, do these kids know that? Well, Shmoo, let's, let's go back to your, your times on the tour, mate. You, you came second in the event. What, do you remember the board you used? And, you know, do you, do you agree what Will's got to say there? Yeah, I do. I, I think that, for one, you can't buy experience down at Bells. You actually have to surf down there quite a lot to be able to adapt to the conditions. And they've had plenty of different conditions uh, down there. And I think you're spot on there, Will. I think that the guys that were able to sit down, really set that rail in on the bottom turn and find that little bit of smooth open face uh, and time their turns in the right parts of the way, especially in the bowl section. Um, a good example is Michelle Perez against Keanu Singh. I mean, he just manhandled. Um, a lot of those ways out there, but you're you're spot on. It's about equipment. It's about getting out there and adapting to the conditions because bells can throw four different seasons at you in, in one heat, really. Yeah. Well, man, ben, my little brother Ben and I watched um, a heat with Zeitz, and he did a turn that we laughed our guts up at, and that shouldn't happen. There's a guy that surfs Sunset, um, you know, anywhere in Hawaii, Haleiwa, and it must be equipment that but, he couldn't fit it in. But I. I I, I think you're right there, but a two, lack of experience. Lack of experience yeah, yeah. on knowing where to find the scoring potential on the waves out there because there was the chops were about two foot, uh, you know, in size. So, I mean, again, we're, we can talk about it all day long, but, you know, at Bells Beach, as much as it is an iconic wave, it, it, it's uh, an event that will continue to go forward because of its, its rich history. Um, you know, guys who and girls who want to compete down there in conditions that we saw the last in the last couple of days, they need to get down there like Mick and Joel do early, set some boards up down there and leave them there because uh, that's probably the only place outside of maybe Hawaii that you'll ride them. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Look, let's take a short break and let's uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll get into the event itself. You're on the carve up. And welcome back to the carve up uh, with Schmoo, Silky and Will Weber. Up there in the northern New South Wales region at our studios up there. Boys, um, interesting on both sides of the draw. Uh, from mine, it's it's uh, fascinating and, and quite, uh, I guess, quite an eye-opener to see in round four of the girls. Of course, we've got four quarterfinalists already, guys. Sally Fitzgibbon, she's won down there before. Carissa Moore is going for her fourth Bells title. Uh, Courtney Conlog never won down there before, but I tell you what, likes she's the in, big stuff. She likes the big stuff, and it's coming. Um, and Joanne DeFay, she's been talked about a lot uh, amongst the ladies and the guys on how well she's surfing. She created some great history up at Snapper Rocks, but she's uh, following on down at Bell's Beach. But two names that come to mind when you look at round four that that surprised me that they're there is Stephanie Gilmore and Tyler Wright. Yeah, look, I think you're absolutely right, Shamu. Uh, Tyler Wright just seems made for for this kind of wave, that big point break. And, you know, Steph surfs point breaks all the time back home. So, look, it may be just a slight hiccup in the earlier rounds, but I do think they'll be there when the whips are cracking, mate. 
Well, the funny two that you just picked there, for those reasons, I can see two backhanders, Booten Dog and Western Webb, who could just get that lovely backhand flow on, a la Oki, um, Richard Marsh, any of the goofies that have done it well. So, man, I think they they could be the four going through to the quarterfinals. I, I think Bacon, Bacon Dog, for sure, she's got a really... Really strong bottom hand turn, and she she does whack it up in the pocket. So maybe maybe you're right, Will. That that uh, backhand surfing could be could be a bit of a threat to the the big the big names. Yeah, look, I've picked someone who lacks the experience that uh, Tyler Wright and Stephanie Gilmore do, purely based on she loves surfing that big stuff. And and my pick going forward is Courtney Conlog. I think she's got that um, that 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 good big wave surfing style about her, but uh, you, you can't never discount uh, Stephanie Gilmore and Tyler Wright, especially because it's going to be big boys. It's going to be solid. How big are we talking, Shmoo? Uh, from what I see at the report, it looks, uh, if you want to talk Aussie style, it's probably going to be six to eight foot. You know, solid in the bowl. Uh, the winds aren't supposed to be too bad, but again, if the winds do come up, you know, it's going to, it's you're going to have to sit down on those bottom turns, and, and when you got Tyler Wright really sort of heavier set down the bottom, uh, and then uh, Bianca Batendock, uh, she's she's very much in the picture, but I think uh, the other girls will be too strong. Look, I can never go past Carissa in Big Surf. I just think she's too good. I, re- I really, really do. And, you know, she loves the point breaks, as we've seen over at Honolulu Bay. So I'll be tipping Carissa to uh, take out, what is it, her fourth bell or fifth? Fourth. Fourth bell. That, that's me one. Yeah. In a row. Look, I, I go with Carissa as well. I like Western Webb's bottom turn. That she's got a lot of potential. If she, you know, it's just if you get those two waves and you get the nice bottom turn section, she could do it easily. And here's my weird one, Sally Fitz, because you know she is a fighter. Everyone thinks she's going away, but she maybe she's a little bit of the Marrickville Mauler. Maybe she is going to go. Em, I love you all, and thanks for another bell. Do you think she could stand like, keep, you know, maintain that? Uh, you know, especially in the big stuff. You know, if if it's six to eight foot. I just don't know if she's got the, the power turns to be able to, oh, you know, on. rip around. Hey, remember, cloud, remember cloud oh. break? When oh, she she char- I'm not saying she doesn't charge. Just I'm just saying say that. if it's windy yeah. and chattery and, you know, just to cut through that kind of bump on the face. Yeah, she might. Uh, that's a good point because if it is windy, lumpy and bumpy, I think it's definitely more suited to the bigger, the bigger girls. girls. Yeah, yeah, the, the Biancas, the Stephanies, the uh, Tyler Wrights, who's a bit heavier set on the bottom. Right, okay, she really sits low. Think of a skinny sixteen-year-old Nikki Wood. Yeah, well, it wasn't. It, it wasn't blowing a gale. It wasn't blowing a gale. It definitely wasn't blowing a gale. All right. Well, you guys, you guys pick Carissa. I pick Courtney. We'll see who comes out trumps. Eh? We could all be wrong, but I think uh, two good picks. I think the uh, mother nature will dictate the outcome of of the event. But all the girls are ripping, and it's great to see. Let's talk about these young guns, boys. That really rattling the cages of the front runners. Uh, Everyone except Matt Wilkinson. You know, we're talking about Mason Ho. We're talking about Connor Coffin. We're talking about Kyle Belly and Davey Cattles. I mean, oh, those yeah. those four Davey guys. Um, yeah. Your your thoughts? I mean, Stu Kennedy led that chase, led that race. Sorry, up at Snapper Rocks, and he he actually did do well in this event. But uh, it's all about Mason Ho. Who's just been you know quietly going about his business, having fun. Tell us about Mason Hoshmu because, you know, he does everything with a smile on his face. He, he doesn't mind taking the piss. And, you know, I just love watching him surf. He, he's fearless and 
he just seems like to have the right uh, attitude, I guess, is, is the word. What, what? Tell us a bit about him. Well, you know, obviously, Michael, his father, being my all-time hero, I, I've I had the privilege of watching Mason grow up to a certain extent, and obviously Uncle Derek, 1993 world champion. So the bloodline is there. I mean, he's got world champion uh, bloodline blood in his veins, pouring, running through his entire body. But his approach, uh, he's made no secret about the fact that he loves to go out and surf gnarly waves uh, in crazy conditions. It's been well documented. But at the same time, in the back of his mind, there would nothing, there'd be nothing more that would satisfy Mason Ho than to follow on from what his Uncle Derek has done, what his father has done at Pipeline and all over the world, and that's win events and, and win world titles, you know, win triple crowns and things like that. He's got that winning spirit about him. But the one thing that really intrigues me and stokes me out about Mason Ho is the fact that he doesn't let all the other shit phase him. He goes out yeah. there, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and he just has fun. Regardless of the situation that he's in, if he can implement that into winning events, I mean, watch out. He's one of the most underrated surfers on the planet. I don't know how much longer he's going to be underrated because he's, he's obviously a competitor. So, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, he, he loves to compete. I mean, Will, you've, you've known the whole, whole family uh, for a number of years, and um, you've watched Michael and Derek uh, you know, win world titles and win Pipeline Masters. I mean, Mason just brings a whole yeah. new uh, – element and evolution he's to a breath the of fresh dynasty. air he is i love it you know he's a breath of fresh old air uh-huh. i remember my brother greg saying to me years ago michael ho has been in the top 16 that maybe it was the top 10 for something like 10 plus years you know just eternally there such a good surfer it's funny to bring up my brother ben again he surfed the Superbank the other day and he was uh, riding a 7.5 of mine. And don't forget, we're giving away a Will Webber surfboard tonight. We are. And was riding along. And in drops this bald-headed skinhead. who We thought it was about 12 years old. Guy does about four hours off the top on a Mayhem. And he looks around and it's his bloody Uncle Michael Ho. Who Ben's also done three free boards for the whole family. So, um, yeah, mm. the connection of the Webbers and the Hoes might be uh, forgotten a little bit there, Shmoo. But, look, I think the thing with uh, Mason, it's so needed, and he, he, he's going to make it happen. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, he could be that dark horse that, you know, especially in bigger conditions, boys, it's going to be big for the men as well, and he loves the big stuff. It doesn't phase him. He just goes out there and has fun. If he, if he picks the right waves, he can beat anyone in it remaining in this field. Well, yeah, I think he's a big chance. Now, boys, there has been a little bit of controversy courtesy of the carve-up group. Uh, yes. One of the boys has identified Kyle Belly v John John, and there was a board swap. Now, Shmoo, we you did a bit of research uh, before we kicked off the show. Now, what's your what's your take on this? Are you allowed to use the ski to promote your, yourself to get back out in the water? Yeah, it was a bit ambiguous that that ruling. It didn't really say either way. Uh, from what I read, maybe I was reading it wrong, but it didn't say that he could actually. It was a caddy. That could use the ski to assist himself into to to get a if he gave his board to the surfer who had broken a board obviously then that caddy could be assisted in grab another board but would have to paddle out to the where the PWC was waiting in that in that neutral zone. So when it, when it was taking place in real time, you know the commentators made note of it. So the fact that nothing's been said or done is is that a bit strange? It is. I mean, if the commentators made note uh, or or comment made comment to that i mean obviously i would think if i was in john john's camp i'd be going and and sort of following up 
to see, hey, did he do the wrong thing? And if so, we need to resurf or he needs to be penalized or whatever the penalty might be. Because, I mean, you know, the rules are, are, are made for a reason. They're put in place for a reason and to be followed. And if you break the rules, you need to suffer the consequences. If Kyle Belly has broken the rules and John John has every right to go and research and do his homework and, and, and formally protest um, and contest those rules, then, you know, there's still time in the, in the window to have a resurf. And then he, if he wins, he replaces Kyle Belly. Well, then, do you think maybe we're trying to get away from the NRL? Like, every year you've got to have bloody some controversy with Jeremy Falleres at um, J-Bay when he threw his arms up and missed two events and got a big fine and it absolutely screwed his year, probably screwed his sponsors. Then the next year we had Gabriel Medina say the F word, the F bomb, mm. over uh, Glenn Hall doing his thing, and that was downgraded. Are they maybe getting away from it and just not wanting any? Because there was that thing about the um, Josh Kerr uh, rehydrating using an intravenous line, which isn't allowed in other sports. So do you think they're trying to sweep it under the carpet? Well, it's weird. They want to seem to be like every other sport in every other respect, but maybe not in this fashion. Well, as I said to you before the show, Will, there's the rule book and then there's their rule book. Um, You know, I mean, I don't know. If I was John John's camp, I'd be. I'd be straight on it. Mate, we'll, we'll get Luke Kennedy on a little bit later on the show, and maybe he'll have an answer for us. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, speaking of Kyle Belly, he's up against Michelle Berez and Davey Cathels, uh, Cathels and Connor Coffin. Connor Coffin has got a lot of serving skill, boys. I don't know about you, but the heats that I've watched him serve, he has been on a freaking tear. Yeah, yeah. That guy's got, mate, edges to kill. You can see Gurr in him. Um what Brad Gerlach said in his ear, but you can also see that he's grown up watching him surf. One of the most amazing surfers, never to win a world title. Man, between him and Dave Cathels out of the new guys, man, I wouldn't be surprised. And it'd be the weirdest year if they didn't come one and two. Wow, big call. Mate, look, I was impressed with Connor Coffin. Uh, you know, we tried to line him up to get him on today's show and hopefully while he's still in the country, we'll get him on another podcast. But I do know he's got his parents out here. He's got a good support team around him. You yeah. touched on Brad Gerlach. So, look, he's got he's got that good support around him and, and, you know, he's getting good results. And I think that's off the back of that. Again, boys, it's, it's another ex-pro um, mentoring a, a future champion, a future uh, event winner. Uh, Brad Gerlach has been working with Connor Coffer and Parker Coffin, who's uh, also brother. an amazing surfer in his own right. Um, again, you know, these guys, they're, they're going to the right people. You know, there's no disrespect to the other coaches uh, before um, Brad Gerlach, Matt Wilkinson. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Glenn Hall, who's working with Matt Wilkinson. But, uh, you know, it's, it's great. It's great to see these guys. Man, you, it, it all depends how much you respect your coach. Yeah. I agree. It really does. Yeah. And you know what? The, you know, I think these the surfers respect what Brad and what Glenn Hall have done and Jared, Jared House. House yeah. You know, all these guys that have been there and done that. I mean, obviously, you know, Brad's probably the most accomplished one of them all. Um, I know Sonny Garcia's dipping his toes into a bit of coaching and stuff. I mean, it's a respect thing. And, you know, ba- ba- basically, you have to learn to respect the truth that these guys will throw at you. And if you can't, you know, you're just paying someone to give you a bit of tips but at the end of the day you know um i've been there boys uh and it's tough work 
it's tough work dealing with all these egos and and somewhat of the prima donnas. But I'm just glad to see all these ex pros, you know, given the opportunity to try and coach uh, the the next generation of the evolution of uh, surfing champions. It's fantastic. I want to talk about Kelly Slater and his equipment. Will you, you've been busting out to uh, you know have a bit of a say on this? Here's your chance. Well, man, it's which ones is he using? I mean, did he use the right one? Was the banana board correct up at the uh, Superbank? Perhaps not. I mean, if it was classic conditions, it, we might have seen the most amazing surfing ever done in the bowl, but that didn't happen. Um, if I was him, I would have paddled up to, uh, my brother Greg's going to hate me for this, but paddled up to the young guy and said, uh, you're riding my other design, let's swap. And he would have won the heat. Sorry once again, Greg. But um, what down at Bells, man, I'm just like, he's got so much business on his mind, it would appear. And yeah. it's hard to play so many instruments, producer, you know, it's like he's trying to be Trump and all the guys in the background all at once. And it, maybe it's just too much. Like, I don't even see a super unknown sticker on his on his board, you know? Yeah. Has he taken on too much at the wrong time? Well, Should he have done it a year after he stepped away? Or is he just going to be bloody Kelly that we always know and come back and win four in two years? So, you know, geez, yeah. he's like a Nicky Wood. They always seem to pull it out. Well, I, yeah, good point there, Will. You know, I kind of think that, okay, Slater Designs, right? So he's trying to promote his new batch of boards that will be on sale. But in order to promote what you're going to be selling, it has to work. And it's not working right now. Look, ideally, you'd want to see him actually killing it. But, man, the thing I've always said, like, being a shape of myself – and watching, you know, since machines have come in and now what Kelly's using with the um, the the moulded surfboards and computer design surfboards, even with Greg and Rod, two of the best uh, plant using planers, best hand shapers in the world, it was that hard to find a magic board. So sadly, and this means I'll probably never get a gig with Kelly, it looks harder to do than you think. Oh, mate, you know what? Kelly looks after Kelly. And uh, hey, I think I think Wilco's found a magic board. That thing hasn't left his side. I think yeah. he sleeps with it. And you know, you know what? I'll, I know something for fact with Wilco is he actually broke his favorite yeah. board in Newcastle. Yeah. Right, and he's had to go and get replacements quite quickly, no, and, and Dar- they've been paying Darren Hanley. Uh, I think was it's one of his boards, and he said bring it back up before the comp in uh, Queensland, and he he repaired it himself. Yeah. So I mean, good on Wilco. I mean, obviously he's got his equipment dialed in, but look. Well, Kelly and I, we've been friends like you have, Will, for, for many, many years. But, you know, I'm sure he'll hate me for saying what I've said, but I don't care. Um, it's just the way it is. He's got too much on his plate. If he's going to promote something that he wants to sell in the public arena, you know, he wants to get massive sales. And I'm sure he'll sell a, a, a ton anyways because uh, he does surf good on them. But he's not surfing great on them in the locations that he wants to ride those particular crafts. So, Maybe it's, um, you know, concentrate on just riding the boards that will suit uh, your surfing. I, Rod, Ross Williams made a great comment in the commentary when Kelly was riding. Back when Kelly was on a bit longer boards, it really seemed to, to be able to for him to draw out his turns in the in its snapper and, and, and more in particular bells. So, yeah, I, I think Kelly was surfing better back four, five, six years ago. Who's going to win it? Who's going to take it? Who's going to win it, Will? Look... You've always said, and he's not there tonight, shooter, stick thick with Mick. Even the guys in the comp are saying he's looking amazing. 
He understands a broken up point break better than anyone, having surfed um, snapper all the way through in, you know, northerly conditions. Dave Cathels, I'm loving, but just let's go, go, go with Mason Ho. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. What about you, Shmoo? Oh, look, I love Mason. It would be amazing to see him win. And, you know, he's he's right in the mix, you know, especially with this big swell coming. But uh, looking at the draw, uh, I can't look past Jordy Smith. I think he is, he is due. Yep. He needs to win. If he wants to have any crack at a world title this year, he needs to win this event. He's looking good. I agree, Matt. I watched his uh, third round heat the other day, and mate, he was doing the spray he was throwing out was amazing. Oh, he's a big, child. big human, and you know he just loves the big stuff. So uh, I'm with you on that one, Shmoo. Geordie for mine. You, you'd wonder if um, Geordie's going to become the Joe Engel of the modern era, the greatest surfer never to. You know, as it was not make the top 16, but not to win a world title. Yeah. Look, I hope not. I think the kid deserves one, but he's got to, oh, sure. he's got to be in it the whole year because he's got a lot of very talented surfers that will be nipping at his heels. But, uh, boys, hey, why don't we go to a break and come back and draw the winner of that Will Weber surfboard? What do you reckon? Let's do it. And welcome back to the Carve Up Show. Of course, we're talking about. The Rip Curl Pro down there at Bells Beach, and it's been, uh, well, phenomenal so far. Some great performances by both men and women. And I tell you what, uh, we are in for another big swell, which means some more fantastic surfing. But we're also in for one lucky winner right now. We are going to draw the winner of that amazing surfboard. Thanks to you, Will Weber. What do you reckon? Should we Thank draw? You boys, how exciting! Drum roll. Should we draw it? Here we go. Shmoo's going to put his uh, hand into the magic hat. I hope I it's draw legal. my name. I'm watching people. I hope I, hope I draw oh, myself up. Hang on a sec. Who's the lucky bugger? Okay, it will be Harry at gmail Everyone, send him an email. Say <laughs> <laughs> you won. You have won the Will Weber custom design surfboard. Amazing, Harry Ferrant, you bloody beauty. And thanks for thanks for tuning into the show, Harry. Yeah, good on you, Harry. Well, there you go. The winner of the Will Weber Surf, but we're going to take a short break. When we come back. We're going to talk to Tracks Mag Editor, Luke Kennedy. You're listening to The Carve Up. And welcome back to The Carve Up. Of course, uh, we're on to the second event on the WSL Tour for both the men's and the women's. We're down at, uh, well, we're not down at, uh, Vict- <laughs> down in Victoria at, Rip Crow, at the Rip Crow Pro. Down there at the iconic Bells Beach. It's been pumping down there, and right now we've, we're talking to a very special guest, a guest of the show quite often, actually, and we love having him on, Luke Kennedy, the editor of Tracks Magazine. Lukey boy, how is it down there? Is it cold? Mate, it's as bad and gloomy as Bells get, gets right now. It's cold, overcast, and onshore. This is, uh, but the good news is Friday is looking really good, and the weekend uh, also looking great, so... Good waves and offshore winds on the way. They made a good call to go on hold. So do you reckon that this impending swell, it looks like it's pretty solid. The winds look okay. Uh, it looks like it's coming from a good direction. Are they going to pick the uh, the eyes out of this one? Because, I mean, there's some great matchups on both sides of the draw, the men's and the women's. Uh, what What's the what's the talk of the town at the moment? They're going to sort of draw it out, or are they just going to bang it out one day? Well, that's a big question. The, the word on the street from the local guys who seem to know the forecast pretty well is that Friday looks good and that Sunday looks really good, but Saturday looks a little bit suspect. So it's going to be easy to see whether the WSL just want to roll it out 
or whether they're going to hold out for those premium conditions that look like they're coming on Sunday. Nice. Uh, talk of the town down there. We're hearing that uh, we're talking money now. We're talking Gabriel Medina. Um, I think you you heard some rumors, or we're hearing rumors, that he's making as much money uh, or close to Nimai, the soccer player. Yeah, well, that's the word on the street is he's making almost as much as uh, as Neymar. Neymar. Somewhere in the gotcha. vicinity, somewhere in the vicinity, like the numbers being tossed around are like a million a month. Wow, so, good on him. Rumors Mate, being thrown you, around. Give me a call when he's making as much as El Chapo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting close. But the, I think the big thing with, with Gabriel, what he's done is he's worked on those non-surf sponsors. So I think he's got like, obviously Mitsubishi, I think Procter & Gamble, which are like an, an accounting firm. So he's got all these non-endemic sponsors that he's just racking up. He's got oh, a manager speaking now. Speaking of racking up. <laughs> oh, you did, great segue. How does Pep Dad Charlie feel about this? <laughs> and actually, can I get those names again? I'm giving all those companies a call tomorrow. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw um, a Pablo Escobar sticker on his board too, for Christ's sakes. Jesus, a million got, a month. I've got a feeling that, you know, I don't think it was – I'm pretty sure that somewhere in the, in the scope of last year, Quicksilver have gone in for an aggressive bid against Rip Curl 2, and, and, and it hasn't come off. So, yeah, interesting times for Gabriel, particularly given that he hasn't really had a good result this year yet. So he's got his, his surfboard looks like a jukebox going off, like a basically like a you know a cash register going bing every time, but uh, at the moment he's losing. Hey, let, let me ask you something quickly. You would have seen him in his junior years uh, when he was doing 15-foot high aerials. Do you think he's got a bit heavy? Well, I reckon the board... I reckon he looks a bit slow off the top. He's got those real wide-nosed boards, yep. and, and that makes his turns really safe and easy. And for a while, that looked good. But now they're starting to look a bit, yeah, safe, slow, and a bit heavy. Well, that's, that's, those are two, uh, two uh, ingredients you definitely don't want it on this tour is, is, is slow and safe because uh, you will just get eaten alive. Hey, Luke, speaking of boards, what's the deal with Kai Belly, mate? Didn't the board swap uh, in his heat against John John? We've already touched on it, but... No one here really knows what the rule is. Uh, you know, our Facebook page, the Carve Up Facebook page, was going crazy with this uh, the stuff. Can you shed some light on it for us? Yeah, I spoke to Kyle after the heat. The only thing I know is that he, he he rode his first board and felt a little bit jittery on it, and then he said he wanted to come in and ride a board that was a little bit bigger and had uh, obviously a little bit more hold and a little bit more more drift down the line, but. I don't. That beyond that, I'm not too au fait with whatever controversy that created. Certainly didn't break one, that's for sure. Right. Uh, all right. Well, we touched on that, and I, I think if I was in John John's camp, I would definitely be uh, researching to see if there was any penalties incurred, and if so, what are the repercussions? But uh, I guess that might play out in the next couple of days. I want to ask you a question there, Luki. Um, emotion from Stephanie Gilmore when she hasn't been – uh, on song with the ocean and her performances have been just uh, a bit lackluster or, or thereabouts um, still, still ripping obviously, but I've seen a lot of emotion uh, with Stephanie in the last two events. Is uh, any talk about that around, around the traps? I think it's just for her, she's coming back from an injury. Um, she really wants that seventh world title. That's important to her to equal Lane's record. And she's just struggling with the rhythm at the moment. And I guess it's really difficult when something in the past has come so easily, which it has for Steph. And she's actually come back and won titles before. And so she's used to 
sort of retaining that flow and, and getting back there quite quickly. And it's just not happening this year. And to be honest, the other girls have just stepped it up that notch. Do you think she just maybe needs another good mugging? Oh, <laughs> oh you are rich. Oh, I think, is, are we getting static on the line? Is he getting disconnected? Oh, you are rich. I'm just going to let that. I'm just going to let through that one go paper. straight through to the case. <laughs> so right, the mo- moving, moving on, moving on. Mate, let's talk about the young guns. We, you know, Mason Ho, uh, you know, Connor Coffin, we've touched on them. But, mate, it's the you, the rookies, by the looks of things, Luke. What's going on down there? Yeah, well, Davey Cowpel's made a good point after he up, his upset went over Medina, and he said, I think the current crop of rookies has been on the QS for a while now, and they've, they've toiled really hard. And there's one thing is that they don't want to go back to that WQS. And they're not standing on ceremony. They don't care who they're up against. They just see it as an opportunity. Now, the advantage of being the rookie up against big names like Medina, like John John, etc., is that it allows you to surf with nothing to lose. And that's what they're doing. Right. Well, uh, the shoe's on the other foot for the old experienced boys. Uh, uh, Luke, heat of the round for, for round four in the men for me would have to be, let me know, boys, if you agree or disagree, would have to be Mick Fanning, Jordy Smith, and Connor Coffin. All three of those guys have been on song Ripping. all event. Yeah, completely. And they're, they're going to have distinctively different approaches. Mick's got a lot of flow and a lot of rhythm out there. Jordy can kind of get the job done at Bells. He's probably got the single biggest turn at Bells. So he can get the job done with two big turns. So interesting to see if that's his approach. Whereas Connor, well, he said, you know, he's, he kind of made a comment after he surfed the other day is that basically when the shit hits the fan, I just go for the layback. So <laughs> that's, I love his, it. That's, that's his go-to manoeuvre. So it will be interesting to see if he pulls that one out again. And, and Will thinks go-go uh, with Mason Ho, right, Will? Yeah, I do. But when you just talked about the layback, it reminded me of uh, when Matt Archibald was down there in the fluoro green, white, and purple riding the Terry Richardson boards, which I think <laughs> we were talking about in a little bit. And he was just smashing it all the way through from Rincon doing multiple laybacks. But I do like that they are now paying for the two big turns. Yeah, I think two big turns, is, it's, it's exciting to watch. It's... it's uh... There's impact. There's, there's kind of no debate. If someone does the, like, four or five smaller turns, you're like, was that the score or wasn't that the score? If someone nails it with two big turns, you kind of know that it's a, it, it can be a score in the excellent range. Yeah, if you've got to ask the question, you know it's going wrong. Finally, Luke, before we let you go, mate, can you tip us a winner in the men and women's? Ah, uh, well, I'd like to see... I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna go Jordy Smith because he needs it. Okay. Yep. And and then uh Courtney Connolly. Well, same as you, Shmo. It's got wow. the same as you. We are thinking on the same I should be working at tracks. Seriously. <laughs> I I'm the I'm the uh You the, get paid too much at boost, mate. Please. <laughs> I'm the I'm the Pete Picker of this event, I tell you, and it's good to hear that uh, great minds think alike, Luke. Yeah, it's good to be on track with you, Shmo, always. <laughs> well mate, you you to look after Richo down there for us, will you? I will. Don't worry. I'll make sure he gets in. He wants to be the first 60-year-old guy to do an air. That's the same. And get it on film. So, pretty cool. <laughs> Send him my best, mate. Good on you, Luke. Well, welcome back to the car. It's been a great show so far. We've given away surfboards. We've talked about all things Bells Beach. Of course, down there at the Rip Curl Pro, the Young Guns. Uh, There's picks. only one thing missing. It, no, hang on a sec. The bat phone is ringing. Here it is. The radio. One second, fa- Shmoo. One yeah. second. We got him. 
All the way from the, the dusty roads of Geelong, we have the one and only Chad Spivens. Chad, are you with us? Yeah, guys, and straight out of the wigwam, I think it was Planet Didgeridoo the last time I spoke to you. And, man, how fantastic it is to be back on the show. The show is ripping. And, man, the conditions that these guys have been riding in is wild. And I want to talk about that in a second. But how are you guys been? Uh, we've been great, Chad. It's so good and refreshing to hear your voice. Of course, that fresh, crisp air down there on the Great Ocean Road has been doing wonders for you, hasn't it? Look. It sure has, man. It takes me back to memories. Memories of, you know, looking at this wave, I've been here when it's been silky smooth. I used to be in a lot of porno movies back in the silky, you know, 7,000 thread. But there was a day, one day, when I was trying to think, like when I saw those guys trying to do bottom turns the other day, and it reminded me of being on a waterbed with Linda Wong, Ginger Lynn, Kristen Breeze, and say like even Christy Canyon with, you know, I'm trying to snort and run. Jeremy's just banging them from behind. Man, the thing's impossible. There's white water everywhere. There's stuff flying. You want to put your hands up. You want to say, I want to quit, but you just keep going. And so how does that sort of uh, gel with the surf event down there? Are you are you doing more in out of the water than you're doing in the water? Or I mean... It's just a memory thing. The kid, you know, it's the clear air. It gets into my solar system. I'm close to the the solar vortex down there in the ozone layer hole. So I remember things from the past, man. I remember Studio 54. It was difficult, but Bell's Beach, more difficult, more insane. Now, Chad, it's no secret. A lot of the legends do get down to Bell's for the event. Uh, you know, Barton Lynch and Damien Hardman surfed off in the Heritage Round this year. But I know Terry Richo, I think Simon Anderson's down there. Have you had a chance to catch up with some of your old uh, peers, as it were? Well, look, it was great to see most of them. But Terry Richardson, fantastic on my neck. I had a bit of a solar plexus problem. He goes straight in like a six channel, like Matt Archibald. Man, the guy flies up on my back. Bang, down, I'm better. The guy's so great, and I want that kid back. Everyone buy a six channel. You know, except, you know, I heard they sold off a Willie Weber surfboard tonight. God knows where they're going to send it to. Antarctica, your guess is as good as mine. And, uh, Chud, uh, before we let you go and enjoy the festivities that, uh, of course, come with the Bells Beach event down there at the Rip Curl Pro, uh, the big swell is forecast for the weekend. I mean, how are you going to partake in riding some waves down there, and, and who's your pick for the event? Because uh, Matty Wilkinson's still in, but the Hawaiian Mason Ho, he's also still in play. Look, Mason Ho, the kid, just absolutely blows my show. I'd like to see a guy come across from the left hand, what they call quarantines down there on the other side. This swell is going to be so huge. I want to see Matty Wilco do a forehand bottom turn all the way from quarantines, airdrop over Torquay Harbor, straight through the Rip Coal Shop, past the, 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 the Wayne Lynch uh, dropping in on uh, Barton Lynch and fly down. Grab the trophy, throw it in the hair, double shock, grab his nuts and say, WSL, what the hell? Oh, well, Chad, <laughs> mate, we're going to leave it there and uh, let you catch up and reminisce with some good times with Morris Cole. But uh, until next time when we speak to you uh, over in West Australia, I believe, Chad, uh, we look forward to that then. I'll be riding a wombat there tomorrow.
All there right. you go, the great Chad Spivens. Oh, he is good. Well, on that note, Shmoo, uh, that, that's about all she wrote for uh, this episode. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up there. That's been a great uh, another session of the Carve Up Show. Of course, uh, Rip Curl Pro, the finals days uh, upon us in the next uh, sort of fortnight, not fortnight, sorry, next couple of days. Friday and Sunday looks like uh, the optimum days to run. Still plenty of class left in the event. But uh, on behalf of myself, Will Weber and the Silky Smooth Silk. We'll see you later. See ya. Dude, just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. <laughs> <laughs>